Are you thinking of getting a proper canicross belt? Do all of the options have your head spinning? Do the leg straps look totally crazy to you? Or does the idea of being strapped to your dog in general make you totally nervous? Then you don't want to miss this episode because we're talking all about choosing a canicross belt today. Let's dive in. Hey trail runners, welcome back to the Canicross Made Simple podcast, where we break down the basics of getting started in canicross. If you're a beginner interested in learning more about the sport of canicross and having it explained as simple as possible, then you've come to the right place. Hey, I'm Shannon Wasak, and today we're answering more great listener questions. I hope you're as excited as I am. Enjoy. Before we get started, I just want to give a quick reminder that if you're new to Canacross and have questions, you can book a 30-minute Zoom call with me and we'll get all of your questions answered so you can get out on the trails in a safe and fun way with your pup. Just head on over to bit.ly forward slash Canacross Made Simple Coaching. That's bit.ly forward slash Canacross Made Simple Coaching. Now back to today's show. Choosing Canacross equipment can be confusing, overwhelming, and even frustrating. Why are there so many options? What is the difference in it all? I'm going to say what I usually recommend when it comes to choosing equipment. Choose based on your needs and not what someone else is using. Yes, it can be helpful getting other opinions, but in the end, you need to decide what works best for you. So let's break it down a little. Let's start with the purpose of a Canacross belt. One, it's a way to have a hands-free running experience with your dog. The belt sits around your hips, which provides a safer experience. Your hips are close to your center of gravity, so when your dog pulls, your body is more stable and you'll be in control of your dog. If you're holding a handheld leash and your dog were to lunge forward, that would put a serious jolt on your arm and you would be more likely to topple over. It also allows you to run with your natural running gait and have better balance when running over uneven terrain. The position of the belt sits low on your hips and bottom, which protects your lower back. The pull from your dog is evenly distributed through your hips, which reduces the pressure on your lower back and will make a more enjoyable running experience for both you and your dog. So now that we know more about why you should have a proper Canacross belt, let's talk about some things to consider when choosing a Canacross belt. One thing to think about is padding. Do you prefer more padding or a lighter weight belt? There are quite a few options for both. Two examples of the more padded belt are the Nonstop Trekking Belt and the Howling Dog Alaska Canacross belt. Both of these have removable leg straps. There are also quite a few options for the lighter belts, one of the more popular being the nonstop dogwear Canix belt. I'm currently using this belt and loving it. It's very lightweight and comfortable. Consider the climate in which you live too. More padding is gonna feel a lot different in the summer than the lighter weight belt. Some belts have leg straps and some don't. And some belts have detachable leg straps. What is the point of having leg straps? They keep the belt from riding up onto your back, which could cause injury if you have a strong pulling dog. Even if you don't have a strong pulling dog, they still help to keep the belt in position. You may think that they would make things uncomfortable while running, but I honestly don't even notice them. Again, choose what works best for you, but I recommend trying a belt with leg straps. I think once you get over the newness of having them, you'll be glad that you did. Next is how you prefer to have your Canacross line attached to the belt. A fixed point of attachment or sliding. A fixed point of attachment allows you more control of your dog as they can't move from side to side as much and a sliding point of attachment allows for a smoother time when going around turns. I've used both and prefer the sliding point of attachment, but again, think about what will suit you and your situation best. And one of the last things I'll mention for now are pockets. Is this something you prefer in a belt? I wouldn't recommend being too weighed down with items while running, but obviously some things are a necessity. 
If you prefer a lighter belt, there are some that still have a pocket, like the nonstop Canix belt. You can fit a few things in it, like a cell phone and poo bags, and if you need something extra to carry a few other things in, there are always options to purchase something additional to wear. So there you have it. That's the 411 on choosing a belt. In the future, I'll do some product reviews on different brands of belts. I've already done a couple prior to this episode. Have a listen to episode 6 where I go over the Rock Empire belt and episode 12 and 13 where I review the nonstop Canix belt. I hope that helped clear up some things about choosing a belt. If you have any other questions, drop me an email at canacrossmadesimple at gmail.com. You can also download our Canacross Harness Guide at bit.ly forward slash Canacross Harness Guide. Don't forget to join our Facebook community at bit.ly forward slash Learn Canacross and submit your questions for the show. If you're liking the show, please subscribe and leave us a review so we can spread the word about this great sport. So get those tails on the trails, and until next time, bye for now. Still have questions? If you feel you need a little more one-on-one time, I'm now offering 30-minute coaching, aka strategy sessions, to give you more personalized attention. We'll hop on Zoom and clear up any confusion you're having with equipment, commands, getting your dog to pull, etc. If this sounds like something you need, please email me at canacrossmadesimple at gmail.com and we'll make it happen.